Are you ready to make positive transformation happen for you? Today, you're going to hear how some of the most successful people in the world have made it happen. Hello, and welcome to Transformational Energy Leadership with Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey. These successful people and Dr. Woolsey will share advice, insights, tips, and tricks designed to help you incite personal action. It's time to bring positive transformational leadership to your life. Now, here's your host, Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey. Hello and welcome to Transformational Energy Leadership. I am your host, Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey, coming to you live from the heartland of America. And today we are talking about giving and receiving feedback. Feedback: How to deliver and receive that feedback that is direct, honest, and motivates people to be at their very best. Now, during the show, I encourage you to go to my website, that's transformationalenergyleadership.com, where you can learn more about me and my business offerings. And if you want to contact me, you can do that by emailing me at mwolsey at transformationalenergyleadership.com. You can also find me on this platform, that's voiceamerica.com, under the Empowerment Channel, and I'm on social media, on Facebook and LinkedIn. Okay, so today's show is called transformational feedback that motivates people. And joining me today is an expert in this field. Her name is Rebecca Zucker. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Rebecca. Rebecca is an expert in executive coaching as well as leadership and career development. She has coached leaders all around the globe from high potential managers to C-level executives. And she's a contributor to Harvard Business Review and Forbes.com. By the way, I just received an alert that she posted something, I think it was about two weeks ago. So Rebecca, we'll talk about that. And she's frequently quoted in the press on on career and leadership issues. She graduated as valedictorian from the Leonard N. Stern School of Business at NYU and later received her MBA in Stanford. And she worked as an investment banker for Goldman Sachs in New York and held leadership positions at Disney EMEA in Paris and at Robertson Stevens. And she received her coaching training and certification from the Coaches Training Institute and from Minds at Work. Okay, that's a long list, but there's a reason why I'm sharing all this information for, for you and with you. It's because Rebecca has tried and true experience and examples to talk about how to make feedback so successful. Okay, Rebecca, welcome to Transformational Energy Leadership. Thank you for having me. You bet. I'm, I'm excited for us to have this conversation. And, you know, we're talking about a subject that is all too often. I think some people view it as delicate. Some would say, oh, yeah, I'm really good at giving feedback. But in reality, when you get right down to it, not too many of us are very successful at doing it. And I'm really talking about, you know, that feedback that's direct, it's honest, it's objective, and it's real time, which I think is really important. And from your experience, Rebecca, what do you, what would you say gets in the way of people giving feedback? Great question. There's no shortage of answers to that question. <laughs> uh, a lot of it boils down to good old-fashioned conflict avoidance. But I think there are some underlying fears as well that go into that. So fear that the other person will misunderstand uh, the message or the intention behind the message or fear of retribution or fear of damaging the relationship. Um, sometimes it is lack of openness ourselves to feedback because when we give feedback, by definition, we're opening ourselves up to feedback as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
I, I agree with everything that you just said there. And, and definitely there's this, I would also say there's this thing about saving that other person's saving face, right? There's some of that, which leads me into culture because I think it's so important for us to talk about that. And, you know, as I was thinking about the kind of questions I wanted to ask you, I was struck by a workshop I was in and actually facilitating a while back. And we were looking at high context and low context cultures and if we were to go out and interview people around the world and ask them, describe Americans, you know, in the purest, as you as you think they are, I think we would hear words like, oh, they're boisterous, they're loud, they interrupt. But then when you start to dig deeper, Americans are terrible at giving feedback. And I'm curious yeah. what, you, what your thoughts are about that. Well, I think that, uh, you know, the majority of organizations I've dealt with are certainly American, worked um, a little bit abroad, and I've lived abroad, but I find that most organizations really struggle with this, and uh, that's why we do a lot of feedback training, <laughs> quite frankly, <laughs> and I think it's just, it is, uh, people, I think, lack the skill in knowing how to have the feedback conversations. And so a lot of feedback conversations, therefore, either don't happen or don't happen well as a result. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's very safe to say. So then let's, let's turn the conversation to, let's figure this out. So from your perspective, what are some things to keep in mind when giving feedback? Um, there are a number of things. I think first is to ask yourself, what is it that you want to achieve in having the feedback conversation? So what are you hoping to accomplish for you, for the other person, for the team, or the project, or the organization? What's your higher level goal that both people can really get behind? And that goes into what this concept that we call shared intent, which is really how to start the feedback conversation, um, letting the other person know that you have good intentions in giving them feedback. And it could sound something like, you know, listen, I really want to see you be successful here. So I'd love to talk about, you know, some things that would help with that. Or I know we both really care that this project goes successfully. So I would like to talk about how things are going. Um, to really put it in a way that the other person can see that, you know, essentially what you're doing is creating safety in the conversation. People get defensive because they don't feel safe. Mm, I, I was thinking also, it almost seems like you're anchoring a bit. And then I love how you're talking about safety. I remember, you know, Rebecca, I have to be honest, one of my most challenging forms of feedback I had to give was to my boss. She was a, mm-hmm. a partner in the firm. So, of course, she had lots of prestige, you know, all the things that come with, with being at that level. And I remember I spent hours thinking about how am I going to do this and do it well? Because, you know, inside the limbic system is taking over, you know, the adrenaline Uh and testosterone, cortisol is firing away. But I remember I came to a point where I realized, you know what, we have shared values. And that's how I started the conversation. And it really worked, you know, talking about. Excellent. I believe, yeah, I believe, you know, Brett, Rebecca, I believe that you and I, we really value high quality and the care of our employees and so forth. Anyway, it got her to focus, narrow in. Then I said, I have to give you feedback or I'm just, I, you know, I, I potentially might leave. What? You know, and I totally got her attention. So I can <laughs> completely, what you just said there makes a total sense. It, it, 
it worked for me. I don't know if it was an accident or not. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would say also in the case of upward feedback, it can feel particularly risky. And what's interesting in the feedback workshops that we lead, uh, you know, a lot of the learning is in the practice. So we have people practice both with real situations as well as with some scripted role plays. And in the role plays, there is a peer feedback scenario, a downward feedback scenario, and an upward feedback scenario. And with the upward feedback scenario, I would say nine times out of ten, people are sidestepping the actual feedback message. And this is a fake situation with fake people. (laughs) And they're still not stepping into the conversation. So I find that really interesting and really telling just how risky these conversations can feel and can really get in the way of people having them. And, and that's, frankly, part of why I also have a job as an executive coach, because as you get more senior in the organization, you do tend to get less feedback, unfortunately. So mm-hmm. as a coach, I will go in and collect feedback. Um, but as a senior person, if you, or any person, um, to get more feedback, if you're really interested in hearing other people's perceptions about how you're coming across or how you're doing, an important aspect is to give others permission to give you feedback. Because a lot of people don't give permission, uh, particularly when it's not a direct reporting relationship in the, the downward sense. Um, they don't give it because they don't feel that they have the permission to. But I would say that if you give someone permission to give you feedback and they give it to you, you actually need to listen to it. Because if you don't, you better believe they're not going to give it to you again. Mm-hmm. That, that's absolutely real. Yeah, I, and and you're right. As we move up into in our roles, the feedback can become less and less, more and more diminished. And I have found that some of the leaders who are just so successful do exactly what you said, may give permission to to give feedback. And I think some techniques, and, and certainly, you, hopefully, I'm sure you have more ideas. One thing that I used to do, you know, as a trusted advisor within my organization, and I would say one way that you can you know, inside getting feedback is to say, hey, you know, I really am looking forward to meeting with you next Tuesday and so on and so forth and and to hear your feedback and to give someone a heads up that, you know, that they're welcoming it and that sort of thing. Do you have other ideas or thoughts about some of the leaders out there who are like, I'm not getting the feedback that I need? Well, just to elaborate on the point you just made, you always want to give people a heads up. You never want to put people on the spot because you want them to be thoughtful about it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Right. And I would say in that feedback request is to be also specific about what you specifically want feedback on, both on the positive and improvement side. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. Yes. So it helps guide the conversation. And like you said, the person can be can be prepared and ready. I, I was just thinking about one, another supervisor that I had. She would always ask me at the end of doing my performance review, so do you have any feedback for me? Well, no. <laughs> I didn't because uh-huh. I wasn't prepared. So that's such a great point. Right. You know, one right. of the things, you know, when we think about feedback, there's a there's – a, I believe his last name is Jerome. Back in 1994, he wrote a book, and it was about using a framework to give feedback. I think it was called – it's called the SBI, where you give the situation uh-huh. behavior feedback. You, you're in impact. You're familiar with it? Yes, yes. 
Yeah. We have a There's model one... as well that's sort of built, uh, I would say, is a more robust version of SBI okay. that I can share. Yes. Well, definitely. Let's let's talk about that. And uh, the one concept that I, that strikes me is, you know, he he wrote about, you know, feed forward instead of just, you know, looking back and talking about, you know, what, what happened, but really feed forward. And so I'm curious what your thoughts are about that, especially when we as coaches are really engaged in wanting to help our clients get to that future state and how they need to move forward. So I'm curious what your thoughts are about that. I think any conversation that's focused on someone's development is helpful. And and you can also think about it as, you know, in the context of, say, a a specific project, there's a a pre-mortem and a post-mortem. The post-mortem would be that feedback conversation. Let's talk about how that went, what what went well, what could have been done differently or better. But the pre-mortem is how can we set ourselves up for success? What do we need to look out for? Um, what do we want to make sure that we do, that we don't do? And um, so those types of conversations are also tremendously helpful. Oh, yeah. And and what I really like about that is you're talking about being proactive, that we're stepping into it way before anything happens and creating, and it goes back to what you said earlier, it's creating an environment where it's safe to get feedback. So that makes yeah. perfect sense. Yes. Well, you know what? We're close to break, and I think you have a lot to talk about when it comes to your model, and I want to hear more about it. So why don't we do this? Let's take a commercial break, and on the other side, when we come back, let's pick up and talk more about your model and how robust it is and what the, the listener can take in terms of giving feedback. So for everyone out there, stay tuned during the commercial break. Reminder, go to my website. That's transformationalenergyleadership.com. And we will look forward to connecting back with you here in two minutes. Stay tuned. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com If you've always wanted to take the lead in your life, but you don't believe you are a leader, then it's time to change that mindset. Leadership expert Linda Patton will help you discover the powerful leader that lives within and teach you the leadership skills that will transform your business and your life. Stepping into your leadership brings reality to your vision, and leadership can be learned. Find out more on Leadership Stars every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For so many years, adults and teens have experienced a breakdown in communication. It doesn't have to be like this. Listen for Tools for Teen Transformation with Lily Williams. Coach Lily and her guest will tackle subjects like bullying, self-esteem issues, teen pregnancy, substance abuse, and more. It's all about getting teens and the adults in their lives to think differently. You could save a teen's life. Tune in every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Eastern and 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We all experience grief and loss. It's not something most people like to talk about, but these topics do need to be discussed. On Let's Talk About Grief... 
Host Addie Anderson speaks to both professionals and individuals about grief, death, and personal loss. You'll hear the important topics, the personal and professional outlooks, and learn how to prepare yourself and loved ones when the need arises. Listen Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Transformational Energy Leadership. To reach Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey or his guest today, you are welcome to call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, send it to mwoolsey at transformationalenergyleadership.com. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back. I hope you enjoyed taking a look at my website during the commercial break. Now, today we're talking about the transformational powers of giving and receiving feedback. And I'm talking about direct feedback that really motivates people to be at their best. And and joining me today is Rebecca Zucker. And so, Rebecca, before the break, we were talking about frameworks and and such. And you, in, in the work that you do, have a very robust framework in terms of employing feedback and how to do it and administer it. That's probably not a good word, but how to execute it and and do it and do it well. Do you mind sharing your your approach? Sure. So our feedback model is called shared. Uh, The first part of the S is for expressing your shared intent that I um, gave an example of earlier. Again, this is just creating safety in the conversation, letting the person know that the, um, the feedback is coming from a good place. So, again, it could sound something like, I'd like to talk with you about how this project is going. I know it's important to both of us that we deliver on this successfully. The H is providing the context of what happened. And here it might be, you know, when we were preparing the materials to update the client, then the A, the next part, is describing the specific actions. There were mistakes in three of the four slides you were responsible for. The R is the result or the impact of those actions. You know, as a result, I had a stay late to work on the next iteration of your slides before they were distributed. And then the next part, the E, is to engage in dialogue. This is making it a two-way conversation. And these are best um, asked as open-ended questions. So, you know, what happened or what's going on? Getting their take on the situation because we don't always have full information, and this is our opportunity to hear what else might be going on that we are unaware of. And then the D at the end is to discuss ideas for improvement or desired outcomes. And this could be directive, like I need you to double check your work before giving it to me to review, or it might be more of a coaching conversation in asking how can we avoid this going forward and engaging Mm -hmm. the person like that. But essentially, our, the middle of our model, the HAR, is essentially the SBI, the Situation Behavior Impact that you spoke mm-hmm. about earlier. We just have a, a um, uh, bookends to that, if you will. Right. I, and I really like it. The intent portion of it, as you were talking about before, my example of values, that, that squares nicely with the middle part and then going with, let's talk about moving forward and what does that looks like, look like. And when, when doing this, is it, 
when we're talking about giving it, I'm I'm sure what you're what you encourage your clients and the people that you work with is to imagine. I, I would say imagine that you're looking through a camera and you're simply recording the facts as you see them, and removing emotion or removing the feelings part away from it, and just reporting the facts. Is that how you frame it for everyone? Well, to the extent that you can, you want to focus on specific observable behaviors. Mm-hmm. And uh, that makes it more factual. So more descriptive versus evaluative. So an example might be, um, instead of you manage your time poorly yesterday, uh, you took three personal phone calls when we were in the middle of a fire drill for our client. Mm-hmm. The second is more fact-based, as you said, more observable behaviors. The first one is very evaluative or judgmental. You manage your time poorly. Right. And we're, it's so easy to pepper our language with, with words like that. And then before you know it, it is. Just, <laughs> yes. <laughs> we do it. We do it, it a is lot. Because, yeah, we're making judgments all the time without mm-hmm. knowing it. So it's an important thing to be aware of. Yes, it definitely links back to the, the ladder of inference, you know, where you, you grab some data and mm-hmm. you start walking right up that, that, that ladder, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. And, you know, we even have a, in our workshops a little pop quiz to identify the behavior. And we'll list things like overconfident, arrogant, aggressive, needs to be more strategic, um, extremely logical in his approach, or extremely productive, very decisive. All of these things are all dis- evaluative descriptors. None of them are actual behaviors, yet this is language we use every day. Oh, absolutely. I remember early in my career saying, you need to be more strategic. And I went, okay, what do I do with that? <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's a big one that we see. Yes, I know. And a lot of people get that. I remember, yeah, at any rate. That so, is gravitas. I, That's the other oh, one. Yes. You need to work on your gravitas. Okay. That's, that's easy. What do I do? <laughs> right. And like you're saying, what is the behavior that you're asking me to work on? So, you know, that's, that's a good springboard. So I really like your framework shared and it makes a ton of sense and being descriptive versus evaluative. Now let's take it from the other aspect. Let's say you're my supervisor. What recommendations would you have for me to get meaningful feedback? What should I do so that I'm not just dependent on you telling me my feedback that I I need to get? Well, one, I would say if you are not getting as much feedback as you would like to definitely ask for it. And as we talked about, giving people some notice or a heads up um, as to what you would like to get feedback on. And then when they do deliver the feedback message, people tend to be very vague. And as, you know, the examples that I just gave, they might use some descriptors or embellishments or adjectives, but getting them to clarify the feedback Mm -hmm. as much as possible, that's the best thing you can do for yourself in receiving feedback. So even on the positive side, they might say something like, oh, I think you did a really great job with this. Being able to say, oh, terrific. What are the one or two things that really stood out to you that I did well? Mm -hmm. Or, um... You know, somebody might say, you need to be more organized. What are the one to two things I should be doing differently? Or they might say, you could work on your presentation skills a bit. Again, what specifically do you think I could do better to make my presentations more effective? Yes. Or conversely, what should I not be doing? It's just as Uh important. 
Yes, and I, I facilitate public speaking workshops. And at the end of it, when I'll say, all right, now when you get feedback that your gravitas or your executive presence, you need to work on that, you are now armed with going back to people and saying, okay, let's break this down. How was my eye contact? What was I doing with my hands? Give me feedback on my feet. So you get my point. The more, yeah. and, what, and what you're saying here, Rebecca, is that what we can do is really drive the conversation by saying, I'm looking for feedback on my delivery skills. And specifically, these are the three or four or five things that I want you to pay attention to and give me explicit feedback on. Yeah. And And I would say the other thing that you can do going into a feedback conversation, if you're on the receiving end is to go in with a growth mindset, look at any feedback as a learning Mm -hmm. opportunity, even if you don't agree with the feedback and we've all gotten feedback you know, that can sting or be embarrassing, but to look for, you know, what's true in the feedback? What can I actually learn here? Because there is the difference between intent and impact. And I may not have intended to have a certain impact, but if that's what happened, I want to understand how I can do better next time. Mm-hmm. Yes, you make a growth mindset. You're absolutely right. It's in that uncomfortable zone. That's what we'll learn. I often, you know, I'll, I'll encourage people to, as much as you can, separate the messenger from the message. Because sometimes, you know, let's face it, people who give feedback, it might be brutal in the way they give it, their tone and things. But once you get past that part, the visceral reaction to it, deep down there is, there's probably, there are some things for you to really pay attention to, which is hard to do. Yeah. 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 And again, that's where letting the person know you really have good intentions um, can help them hear the feedback and can help make it motivating for them to act on getting the sense that you actually really care. You're absolutely right. And when, when you care and you, you know what I love the vernacular I'm hearing lately is love the word love when you truly love someone, you know, and not in the romantic sense, but you're truly your heart's in it and you want them to do well. That's that changes everything that makes, you know, Mm -hmm giving the feedback, getting it, receiving it so much more meaningful and powerful. So, you know, before we go to go to the commercial break, I want to address one more thing. And that is, you know, in fact, I am in Atlanta, Georgia, this, this whole week facilitating workshops and such. And we were talking about feedback and someone said, oh, yeah, I love doing the sandwich method. You start out with something positive, then you tell them something developmental to work on and then wrap it up with something positive. I have my druthers about that, but I'm curious, what are your thoughts yeah. about that approach? Well, you, you know what that's called. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, I won't use the word. No. The, you know. The, the sandwich. Right. Uh, that type of sandwich. <laughs> and I am not an advocate of it either. I think, you know, there will be times when you give just positive feedback. There will be times when you give just improvement feedback. And where you can balance the message, wonderful. I don't recommend alternating between positive improvement, positive improvement. Just give all the positive feedback first and then give all the, the improvement feedback. And no, But also prioritize the feedback and know what are the one to two things you want this person to walk away with, um, you know, learning about themselves or motivated to do differently or better next time. But what's really important and research has shown is that over time, there be the perception of balance. That's what's most important. And the research is pretty consistent in showing that about 
four parts positive feedback to one part improvement feedback will create the perception of balance over time. And that's because of something called the negativity bias, that we as human beings automatically weight negative information much more heavily. And we do it to ourselves. I mean, how many Mm. people dismiss positive feedback and say, yeah, 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 just tell me what I need to fix. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. So it, it happens on both sides of the equation. And people do need to remember to give regular positive feedback where it's warranted. Absolutely. Where it's developmental, is productive. And <clears throat> and we've, as we, you and I have already been talking about to the course of our conversation, is be specific. So like you're yeah. saying, when I give you accolades, here's exactly what I saw you do, Rebecca. And the impact of it was right. fantastic. Yeah. Right. Not just I, a I, high five, great job, which can feel like a throwaway. Exactly. It's, yes, absolutely. And you know, there's something about, I don't know if this is the right term, is it latency effect or whatever it is, when the last thing that's said between you and me in a conversation is often the one thing that's remembered the most. So I like how you're saying, divvy it up, be very specific about here are the things that are going well, and these are the specific things to work on. And that, yeah, and you may end the conversation with a follow-up plan. How and when will we follow up? See how yeah. you're doing. And get follow-up yes. feedback. And how can I support you? Which is a good coaching term, <laughs> right? Exactly. That's an excellent question. How can I support you? Okay, so let's do this. We're at a commercial break. When we come back, let's talk more about the dynamics of feedback and what we can do so we can really help elevate people to really perform at their best. So for everyone out there listening, we'll be back here in just a couple of minutes. Stay tuned. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Are you frustrated that you can't seem to achieve your goals? Stop struggling and discover your power on Creatrix. Creating the life you want. Hosted by Amira Mondin. This show features the world's most intriguing guests. Ready to guide you to self-realization using the powerful gift of your own mind. Tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Sometimes the curveballs that life throws you are just too much to handle. You may have been abused. You may be going through serious addictions. You may be bullied. You may think it's over and nobody cares. Stop. There is a forum for you. Listen for Abba Daddy House Girls Speak Out, hosted by Annette Smith and Myrna Thatcher. We give you a voice and provide an outlet for your stories. We can help one show at a time. Tune in every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Life can be confusing at times. There can be uncertainty, disappointment, and an inability to clearly see where you're headed. But it doesn't have to be this way at all if you understand how to take the next step in your life. Tune in to Living the Miracle with your hosts, Michael and Raphael Tamora. We'll help you to find the deeper meaning that awaits you in your life, have certainty in yourself, and learn to be clairvoyant. Listen Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
You are tuned in to Transformational Energy Leadership. To reach Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey or his guest today, you are welcome to call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, send it to mwoolsey at transformationalenergyleadership.com. Now, back to this week's show. And we are back. So today my guest is Rebecca Zucker, and we are talking about the power of meaningful, direct, and honest feedback. And Rebecca, before the break, we were talking about the framework that you use called Shared, which is really very specific in terms of the steps in which we really should think about when we're giving feedback that's meaningful, and we really want to incite action so that person can continue to improve. And right before the break, too, we were talking about, you know, it's so important that when you are receiving feedback to do it with a a growth mindset and go into it. I even say this is you're about to get a gift that's going to help you improve and and grow and get even better. And so my, my next question for you is, what do you do when you're working with someone who is defensive? Yeah, well, that's, it's bound to happen. It's a natural human feeling. We all feel defensive at various points in time. Um, the important thing to do when you sense the other person is getting defensive, which can show up in many different ways, um, is to basically put the pause button on the feedback conversation and deal with the reaction. Because if you keep trying to push the feedback message, I promise you, you will get nowhere fast. Um, the person, again, is getting defensive because they don't feel safe. So you, as the feedback giver, want to ultimately restore safety to the conversation. So we have a model for dealing with defensiveness. It's called HEAR. Uh, it aptly does involve listening. But uh, the H is for noticing the behavior and acknowledge in a non-judgmental way what you see happening. So it could be something like you seem to be having a really strong reaction to this or you just crossed your arms and rolled your eyes or I can see you tearing up right now. And then the E is to explore. And again, here using really good open-ended questions. You know, what's your reaction about or tell me what's going on for you. And then acknowledge and validate what you hear the person saying. Does not mean you need to agree with it, but it might be something like, you know, this feedback I can understand how it doesn't seem accurate to you given how hard you've been working. I can understand how frustrating that must be. And there Mm -hmm. might be some iteration back and forth between the explore and acknowledge. And when you sense the tension diffusing and safety is coming back to the conversation, then you can refocus on the feedback and what they can learn from it or what they can do about it. So it might be, you know, you may not agree with these perceptions, but how can you address them? Or what about mm-hmm. the feedback might, might be true here? Um, you know, the last thing that you want to do is get equally defensive about the feedback. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you might, you know, if somebody is being defensive, you also might um, reiterate your shared intent as well. You know, listen, I'm telling you this because I really care about you and I want you to be successful here. Mm-hmm. Yes, going back to the the intention, I love the fact that you ta- you bring up acknowledge and validate. I, that's like the magic elixir. When you say Rebecca, the way that you're describing this, of course that makes perfect sense. It's not that you're saying they're right or wrong, but you're validating their emotions, and that feels good that I'm being heard or uh-huh. being validated. 
Yeah. I'm so you know when we think about all of that, I, I ran across a, a, a quote. So thank you for that dealing with defensiveness and let's ground it back into the intent. There's another aspect. You know, my show is called Transformational Energy Leadership, and I like to talk uh-huh. about the energy of, of individuals. And in fact, I I found a quote today. It says, "Your energy introduces you before you even speak." And I thought, wow, that really that really sums things up. Uh-huh. You know, sums things up in a way, you know? And so yeah. I really and I really believe that, you know, if we were sitting in the same room, that when we enter it, we have a combination of really awesome energy. It's called anabolic, where it's just really growth-oriented. And we all have a little bit of catabolic, you know, where it's a little bit of destructive, you know. it's We're, that's, we're humans. It's just the way that we are. And, and the catabolic can be destructive if it's not addressed. And so I'm... I'm Flipping this back to you to ask you, so you know when you think about how must a leader prepare themselves so that that catabolic energy is really at the lower end of the continuum of that ratio and so that they're much more driven by the the anabolic, the positive energy? Well, I think it goes back to the growth mindset. And this goes for both parties in the feedback mm-hmm. conversation. It's equally important um, is to be open to learning what you don't know and be willing to change your views with new information, get really curious about what, what the other person is experiencing. And, you know, I once told a client who would go into meetings very defensive, prepared to, for a fight, prepared to get, you know, pummeled with questions and attacked by the executives he was presenting to. And I just said, listen, if you go in looking for a fight, you're going to get a fight. Uh-huh. <laughs> you need to go into these conversations much more open and receptive to what you hear, and then being you'll be able to respond to it in a much more thoughtful way versus a reactive way. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard to do, isn't it? I, I it takes I practice. <laughs> It sure does, and and the the art and the power of asking questions is so. It's just very, very challenging. And I, I was working with some clients just two weeks ago, and we were talking about curiosity. And I bet, you know, if you ask a room of execs, how many of you think you're curious? Probably a lot of them would raise their hand. Then when you actually put them into a scenario where they have to be objectively curious, it's it's very, very difficult. Yeah. When I was getting trained as a coach a long time ago, one of the very first homework assignments they had us do was, and it sounds really silly, was spending 20 minutes under the kitchen sink. Like, we think we know what's down there. There's sponges, cleaning products, you know, pipes. <laughs> but <laughs> spend 20 minutes under there. Get curious about what's down there and what do you want to know? <laughs> <laughs> I know, and on the surface, it sounds goofy, but but you're it does. right. It, and it felt goofy, but there is a really good point to it. Mm-hmm. So often we go into any room or any conversation thinking we already know, and that's mm-hmm. the fixed mindset. And, you know, we're all human, like you said. Uh, we've all been in a fixed mindset about someone or something at some point in time, and that includes with respect to ourselves and the great part is, is if you catch yourself, you can just take a step back and decide to shift your mindset into more of a growth mindset. Mm-hmm. Yes. And thank you, Carol Dweck, for giving us the language of growth mindset, yeah. right? You know, life-changing I'm, book. What's that? I said it's a life-changing book. 
It really is. It really, and it's, and again, it's one of those concepts on the surface. It sounds easy in practice. It, it's hard. It's hard to be growth mindset all the yeah. time. You know, and, and when I'm thinking about leaders who have to go in and deliver some really tough feedback, you know, and it might be, we're talking at the C level has, has to, you know, re, or, you know, give feedback to the, the vice presidents or the presidents of divisions. And, you know, going into that, having, having a clear sense of where the discussion that they need to communicate with that needs to happen. And I also say there's some things about, you know, breathing, making sure that you have full access to your prefrontal lobe, you know, in your brain so that Mm -hmm. you're fully there, you're present and in the moment. And if your mindset's not right, you won't be delivering feedback in the most optimal way. Right. And especially if you think it's going to be or has the chance to be an emotionally charged conversation is to make sure you're both in a place where the emotions aren't running high, that you're both calm and um, that you can sort of check in with each other as you're having the conversation. Absolutely. And it goes back to the intent that you've been talking about. You know, when you think about mm-hmm. it, you're the, you're the receiver, okay? So you're the one getting the feedback. And you've already talked about how a growth mindset when you go into a feedback session. What are some other tips that you recommend for people who are on that receiving end? Well, I would say ask for the follow-up feedback as well, um, something I alluded to earlier, because it can be sort of feedback can sometimes be one and done. But mm-hmm. you want to have an ongoing feedback conversation, not a, just around, you know, that particular area that the individual brought up with you. But if, you know, that area is now resolved, what else might you be doing to be mm-hmm. even better? Yes, that makes a lot of sense. And, oh, and I meant to ask this of you earlier, too. In terms of timeliness, what's the recommendation? Let's say an incident, something has happened, positive or something that needs to be addressed so it doesn't happen again. What's that window mm-hmm. of time to deliver feedback to the person? Sorry, what's the minimum amount of time? Minimum or, or the ideal. The ideal. Well, as soon, uh, as close as possible to the event in question so that it is fresh in people's memories. Um, the longer you wait, you can actually do damage. One is you, the longer you wait, you're robbing that person of the opportunity to change that much sooner. And you mm. can also start to deteriorate trust if you save up feedback or later, especially if you save it up for a, an annual or mid-year performance review and didn't give it all along the way. That can really... Uh, erode trust in the relationship. You know, at the yes. same time, like I said, if if it was an emotionally charged situation, you may need to cool off a little. The other person may need to cool, cool off a little before you have that conversation. Some of the best feedback I've seen or received is in the moment. Like, hey, you're doing it right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you can give, and you can give someone feedback on their openness to feedback as well. Huh. That's totally legit. You're absolutely right. And I, I love it when those moments happen where you you are working with someone and they call you on it. And you, you mm-hmm. in some ways you can have a laugh and you're right. I'm falling right back into my bad habits. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, it's, and it works well. You know something I'm going to take away? You know, all these years I'm such a proponent of feedback. I, I love managing and, and developing others. And 
But the thing that just hit me, and you're right, or maybe I just haven't thought about this in a while, but when you said when you don't give the feedback, positive or developmental, you're robbing them of the opportunity to either continue growing and accelerating or to change and course correct sooner rather than later. That really that really means a lot. Yeah. So thank you for that. I appreciate that. You know, so here we are. Sure. The time flies by when we're talking about something nice and <laughs> something that's hard, challenging, and and something that we all need, be, need to be doing as transformational leaders. So let's take a break here. And when we come back, I'm going to ask you, let's, let's boil this down. What are the things for us to be thinking about after today's call? So everyone out there, stay tuned. Go to my website. That's transformationalenergyleadership.com. We'll see you back here in a couple of minutes. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you really want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune into Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Fridays at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. The White House doctor makes house calls. Listen every week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. Dr. Connie has served as the White House physician under three U.S. presidents. Now she joins the Voice America Empowerment Channel to help you enrich yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Our guests will include professionals from a variety of fields who will bring you tips that you can apply to your own life. Listen for House Calls with Dr. Connie every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you a game changer in disguise? Are you tired of waking up every day saying, they soar like eagles and I'm stuck in the nest? Well, wonder no more. It's time to soar. Of the world's millionaires, billionaires, and game changers, almost all started with at least one unique idea. Join Crystal for a controversial look at triumphs, tragedies, tools, and secrets for living a fun, financially free life with her successful guests. Listen to Soaring with Eagles, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment and get ready to soar. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com It's your world. You are tuned in to Transformational Energy Leadership. To reach Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey or his guest today, you are welcome to call in to one 888 346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, send it to mwoolsey at transformationalenergyleadership.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to the show. Now, today we are talking about the topic of it is called transformational feedback that motivates people. And my guest today is Rebecca Zucker. And we've been talking about how feedback, when it's really done right, it truly motivates people to be at their very best. And so, Rebecca, I'm reflecting on all the stuff that we've talked about today. And You know, we've talked about what gets in the way of people giving feedback, things to keep in mind when we're giving it and receiving it. 
why having those hard conversations is just really important, you know, in building relationships, what individuals can do to get more useful feedback, and so many other things. Oh, and we also talked about people who get defensive. And so when you think about all these things that we've talked about, what would you say or what would you charge all the listeners out there? Here are three things, or maybe it's four, or maybe it's two. But in your mind, Rebecca, what would you say here is what you should really think about after this show today when it comes to feedback? Yeah, I would say the probably the most important thing is to start with your shared intent. Uh, A lot of people, like I said, don't know how to start the conversation, so they typically then don't happen. This is how to start the conversation. So putting out the shared goal that you have and giving the feedback um, to create the safety in the conversation. In addition to that, I would say make it a two-way conversation. Get curious. Ask for what other information you may not have um, so that you can see more than you currently do. And then make the feedback behaviorally specific. So the more specific it is, the more actionable it will be and the more helpful it will be. Mm-hmm. Right. And like you said, stop saying, oh, improve your your relationship building. Well, what does that mean? Or re- improve your gravitas, like we said earlier. Okay, right. what does that mean? Yeah, get specific right. with it. I, I, I love this. And these are three points for us that are really easy takeaways. Think about your intent. Why am I having this discussion with this person? And ground it and make it so that it's it's out there. We're transparent about what's happening. Make it a two-way conversation. And I really appreciate when you talked about get curious and pure curiosity. And actually, for all the listeners out there, if you think you're curious, try asking questions about a point of view that is opposite of yours and see how many questions you can genuinely ask before your agenda comes into it. <laughs> I guarantee you I like that. it's yeah, it's not easy. It's not easy. And then I like your last one, too, about make it behavioral, behavior specific. So it makes sense. People can can definitely get what you're saying uh, when it comes to the feedback and what you're observing. So this has been incredibly helpful. And, and I, I really thank you for your time today, Rebecca, and sharing all these valuable insights. You made it tangible. Sure. You made it. Yeah, I mean, it's. You, you made it so it, it's practical. It's something that we can all do when we put our full mind to it and are really present with it. And so I want to ask you, so for the listeners here, let's say if they want to bring you in, invite you in to have a workshop on giving feedback and or perhaps you coaching them on how to do this, how, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Uh, my... Twitter um, address is just at R.S. Zucker, and our website is nextsteppartners.com. I'm just at Rebecca at nextsteppartners.com. They can also go to our website to nextsteppartners.com slash list to download our favorite leadership resources or a list of those favorite leadership resources, that is, and nextsteppartners.com slash 10 tips. That's the number 10 and tips for uh, top 10 tips, how to get the most out of coaching. Oh, excellent. And in all those downloadable documents, and I'm going to go download those now, Rebecca, So because it's, this has all been <laughs> really good. Yes, it's been fantastic stuff. Okay, so 
there's that. And oh, and by the way, to all the listeners, you can go onto the website and her contact information is also there posted with this show. I can't let you go, Rebecca, because I know I can sense from our conversation and just getting to know you a little bit as I was preparing, you're very much about development. In fact, you even said you're very much about self-awareness. So I'm curious, I like to ask all my guests, what are you working on now or what are you reading to further develop yourself? Well, I finished a book not too long ago called Mastering Leadership by Robert Anderson and William Adams, and I think it it does the best job that I have seen looking at adult development and leadership. I would say that and Immunity to Change by Robert Keegan and Lisa Leahy, um, also an excellent book. What was that last one, Immunity to Change? Immunity to Change by Robert okay. Keegan and Lisa Leahy. Oh, great. You know, I'm curious with the with the leadership book that you were talking about, Mastering Leadership, what, what was it that made it so different for you? Uh, well, it talks about um, the whole notion of creative competencies and reactive tendencies. And mm. it goes to that example I gave of my you know, client walking into a meeting sort of ready for a fight. Those are the reactive tendencies at play, and we all have them. And and they tend to be our strengths until they're overused, but it's Mm -hmm. the creative competencies that are very highly correlated with leadership effectiveness. So it's a very um, powerful read and um, uh, worth checking out. Oh, excellent. I, I, I will definitely do that. So thank you for those two. All right. Well, Rebecca, thanks. And I really appreciate you spending time with me on the show today. And for all the listeners out there, if you have a topic you want covered on the show, or if you know someone who would bring some real enlightenment to our conversations in the coming weeks, please let me know and, and contact me, email me at mwolsey at Transformational Energy Leadership or all the various other channels and, and express your interests in what you would like to have. And so for everyone out there, I encourage you to go out there, give meaningful feedback, do it with intent, shared intent, talk about what's happened, talk about the action, talk about the impact, engage, and discuss areas of improvement and do it through a descriptive lens, you are guaranteed to have more productive conversations, not only with those that you work with upward, sideways, and who report to you, but also I would venture good development conversations with yourself as well. So until next time, all of you out there, harness your positive energy and lead transformation. Talk with you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Transformational Energy Leadership. Please join Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey again for another edition next Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week.